Hey, this is Chris Heimlichter, and I want to welcome you to the God Taught Me Radio broadcast. I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pans, TJ Laurie. What's up, TJ? What's going on, my homie with the Chrome Domey? It's all good, brother. We made it through the monsoon this morning yeah. to get here. It was yeah. crazy rain. It's crazy. We're recording, actually. So this is a pre-recorded broadcast, and we're recording a little bit earlier in the week. So if you're listening to us on Thursday... Well, it's actually Monday for Chris and I, so um, yeah, we had a crazy storm that was a little bit unexpected today, I guess. I wasn't expecting it. I knew it was going to rain, but... I knew it was going to rain, but yeah, the rain that came down was like, you know, the first day of the 40-day flood of Noah, you know know. what I'm saying? And it, I mean, and it flooded here. It was crazy. It was crazy. Well, Chris, I got some news for you. I don't know if you know this or if you've been keeping track. Well, I haven't really been keeping track either. But I have, you know, being the editor of the of the show here, I have the folders of all the episodes in them. We are on episode number 20. Oh, that's so cool, man. You I and did I, not know it. We have sat across this table 20 times 20 together times. and recorded 20 shows. That's awesome, Which man. is that's crazy. That's something to celebrate. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It is something to celebrate because like six months ago, before we ever even started this together, you were already on the radio. I wasn't. But you asked me if I would be interested in helping you out, and that turned into forming this partnership or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's exactly what I would call it. Yeah, and yeah. and now we're on the radio. I would have never expected to be on the radio or uh, anything like that, and I never would have expected I would enjoy it so much. But uh, you do a great job too. I get thank you. Uh, you do too. Lot, well, thank you. I get people telling me all the time. You know who's that? Who's that guy? Uh, TJ with you? You know what I mean. So, it's cool that we did that video recently with you with the surfboard on the beach, which oh yeah, uh, ministered to a lot of people. So yeah, just the way God worked it out, and uh, you know, like you always say, before we were on the radio, me and you would talk, and we would have these things, and you would always say, "Man, we should be recording this." What we're just talking—that just happened before yeah, the show. It always happens every time before we record. We're like, "That's a radio show." Uh, that's a radio show. We got to record some of the stuff that we're chatting about because uh, you know, it's just amazing what God is doing in our lives, your life, my life, and the lives around us. You know, and uh, it's just—it's just crazy. And we just get on these topics of different things about the Lord, and it turns into a broadcast that we wish we would have recorded, you know, when we were talking about Yeah, it. yeah, because there's such cool conversations. And you know what, too? Like, I feel like every time I walk away, like, whenever I get into a conversation like that with somebody, I walk away, like, so encouraged. Me too. Because it's like, you're both so passionate about what you're talking Like, we're both so passionate about the things that we're interested in, right? So, right. like, when you and I get together and we start talking about our different experiences, like being in the faith... It's awesome. It's like, dude, like, I feel like, man, I had a crazy experience, and then you hit me back with a crazy experience you've had, and I'm like, dude, that's going to happen to me someday. Like, that's awesome. Like what we were just talking about earlier about how you went on this surfing trip. Right, yeah. So I went on this surfing trip to Costa Rica, and I met this guy, and I, for some reason, I just liked this dude. And, like, I just, I followed him around kind of for, like, 10 days. And uh, it was just, I, I don't know, I really liked him, and... At the time, I was like a senior in college. I wasn't really like fully walking with the Lord. Like I was saying, I had that foundation, but like I wasn't pursuing God like I was supposed to be. Um, And it wasn't until the next year where I was like really in. Like that's when I was like, all right, I'm stepping into this. Like this is where I'm supposed to go. I know I'm supposed to be following God. So that was it. Um, He was from California. I had moved to California the next year and I hit him up and we met up and we're we're sitting at this place just talking 
And he just leans over to me and he goes, I got to ask you something. And I'm like, okay. He's like, are you a Christian? And I'm like, actually I am. And he goes, I knew it. (laughs) So it was so cool because I had that whole, like the whole time I knew him, like even before I was really like following God and like pursuing God, like I was supposed to be like, I still had this feeling about him. Like this guy has something and I like it, you know? And, And I didn't really question or know what it was, Right. but like you can just some, like with Christians, I don't know if it's discernment. Other Christians can just tell right but there's something about being around other christians where sometimes you just know that there's something different you about just them. know that you know and i love that yeah and that's crazy and you were sharing that story and i said you know what and this is before we went on the radio i said pretty much the same thing happened to me but with even less yours is even crazier which well, i love the thing is it was in a city called camden which is one at one time was the number one unsafest city in the united states like of america highest murder per per capita yeah there was a year there that they they yeah they had that stat but anyway so i'm in camden of all places i'm in uniform i'm a state trooper but i'm a passenger in a in a in a troop car in a patrol car and we're in a parking lot and then the the trooper that was driving rolls down his window and a gentleman walks up he happened to be an african-american guy and he was talking to the to the trooper who's driving, I'm basically looking out the windshield, or I think I was writing in a clipboard, or or whatever I was basically doing. not doing anything but minding your own business, minding right? my own business. And then the guy leans down, right, looks across the other trooper, looks at me, and points in the window, and he says these exact words because I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. He looks at me, and he says, "You're a child of God, aren't you?" And I was like, I looked at him, and I was like. Yeah, I am a child of God. But it was just an amazing thing that he did that, that the Lord, you know, moved on his heart to do that because it, it blessed me, it blessed him. The guy that's driving don't even know what's going on, you know what I'm saying? But it was just a moment. It was like heaven came down to earth right at that moment, and, and that guy, you know, said that. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever said that to me since, and that's been so many years ago. But it just it was so awesome for me that I was in Camden, of you all know, places. Of all places, in a bad neighborhood, in uniform, in all these things. And that guy, because he was a tall guy, bow, bowed down into the window, looked at me across the windshield. or Across the car, across yeah. Across the car, and said, you're, you asked me that question. You're a child of God, aren't you? I mean, wow. So, and, and you know, it wasn't because of me. It was because of the Lord, obviously. The Lord, you know, I believe... Yeah revealed it to him but just like you when you were in costa rica you know you saw something different in that guy that interested you and same with him he saw in you that you know interested you and you looked up to him as you said and then lo and behold well how long ago was it time span when you guys got together in california it was about man six six to nine months probably so like such a cool story yeah it was crazy and like i i think that's the craziest part is like I mean, my life had almost, from the time where I had met him in Costa Rica, had like almost 180. Wow. You know, so it was like, for him to kind of see it in me, like I, I had just started at that time. That was my senior year of college. Right. And I had just started to like really question things. And I mean, question, like not question things in a bad way, but like start to question life in a good way of like, you know, what's life all about? Like, mm. and start to search. Right. So like. It was it was funny that he caught me in the very beginning and he knew like there was something going on with me too. Wow. Like you know what I mean? I love and then it. by the time I run into him like nine months later or however long it was. How old were you at that time? Twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. Eight years ago. So eight years ago. Wow. 
Right. I don't even know how old I was at that moment, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, when that when that thing, when he dropped that bomb on me with that question. But, I mean, think about the magnitude of that. I mean, first of all, to say you're a Christian, like he asked you, is to yeah, say— point blank. Point blank, you know. And, and but what is it really saying? It's saying that you are. When you are asking somebody if you're they're a Christian, you're asking them, are they a child of God? Are yeah. you a child of God? Are you a little Christ? Yeah, like the like the magnitude of that is amazing because you know we're talking about in May we're going to do a whole four week series on heaven mm-hmm. and we're not we're you know we're going to, that's going to be revealed. So if you're listening now, teaser. yeah, teaser, get ready. We're going to do a whole series on what heaven is like and how the Bible describes it. But the thing about it is, if you are a child of God, think about just think about that statement. You are God's child, you know, adopted, as it says in Ephesians 1.5, through the means and the mechanism of Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know, man. I just sometimes I, I think about that, and not often enough, that I'm, I'm God's child. Yeah. You know, and I depend on him as a father. I don't depend on God as a God, and I know you don't either, you know, and we're well, all learning. I'm learning, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so am I. But I depend on God as a father— because I'm his child, because he adopted me, because he can, because he crucified Jesus Christ on the cross for me. And a lot of people don't, don't you know, understand the progression and the steps and everything God went through, right? Just so Chris Einwechter or T.J. Laurie, you know, could, could be called a child of God. You know, that's amazing. And the Bible also says that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Ephesians 4.30 says that we're marked. We're literally marked with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. We don't think about it, you know, because we just, we just do our daily, uh, you know, routine. But uh, it's an amazing thing to know that you are a child of God and that you'll forever be a child of God. But to have somebody ask you out of the blue is incredible. Well, maybe that's it? why. Maybe it's because we're marked, you know, and Could other be. people can see that. I know the demons, when Jesus walked up, said you know, identify Jesus as the Son of God. We know who you are, basically, they said. You're the Son of God. And they actually said, have you come to torment us before the time? Yeah. And, you know, Jesus spoke to them and commanded them to be silent. And they, of course, were silent because they have to submit to his authority. You know what's crazy is, like, I so I've heard that story happening, like, in present day, too. Mm. So, like, as much as it's crazy when somebody comes up to you, and asks you if you're a Christian, like that is a Christian. Right. So like you got that side. But I I had a friend tell me one time that he was walking down the street in Honolulu and they walked past a homeless guy and the homeless guy started, it was him and him and a group of, uh, of his friends. And they walked past this homeless guy and they're all believers, all strong believers. And I think, I think they were actually there for like some missions work. Wow. And this homeless guy starts freaking out at him and starts telling them that they're Christians and like to get away. And they're like blown away by this because of this guy. Like, you, you know, like, so yes. like you just said, the demons, they know, they know. And like, yeah. so just as much as how we should be able to see that and or like how that's happened, like that other side of it too is they so crazy. It. Yeah. Because they know who's a child of God and who's not. Yeah. And, and that happened to a guy that works at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. No way. Right now, his name's Bill Warner. Do you happen to know Bill Warner? I do not. Well, he's he's in the rescue mission. He's been there for a long time. And uh, 
he told me that he would do prayer walks around Atlantic City. So as a result of his ministry at the Atlantic City uh, Rescue Mission, he would take a day where him and a couple people that work at the mission would walk around certain blocks, kind of like prayer walking, you know, prayer circle. There's that book out, uh, The Circle Maker by, I think it's Mark yeah, Batterson. Mark Batterson, down yeah. Down in Washington, D.C. is his church. But so they did the same thing in Atlantic City, and he said from across the block he had a guy screaming at him, you'll never win, you'll never win. That's and he wild. said it was like, he he knew it was like a, sound like a demonic uh, voice, you know what I mean? And, but it was funny because they're walking around praying, which if anything that the devil hates is prayer. Right. You know, because it's what affects him. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can read, we can talk, we can, we can do what we're doing now. We can record a broadcast. But if we want to mess up his day, it's prayer that messes up his day. You know what I mean? That's why he he doesn't like prayer so much, and he tries to keep us busy and away from it. Right. But they know. <laughs> it's you wild. Know, it's like the angels know. Yep. Of course, and and the enemy knows. But we are marked. The Bible says we're marked, and the Bible is the Word of God. Yeah. You know, the Bible says you're marked as a child of God, sealed to the day of redemption. How incredible is that? How incredible is it that we possess the Holy Spirit? The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Bible says you receive the Holy Spirit. It takes up residency inside of you, which that's a whole other radio broadcast and a whole other message. Yes, but. that will be June's uh, topic of discussion. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should do a whole uh, month on the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know, and maybe we will, but... We'll get some phone calls on that one. Yes, because <laughs> there's a lot of different teachings out there. Yeah, there is. On it, but the, but the one thing we can all agree on is, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you receive His precious Holy Spirit. Which to me, I like to describe God's Holy Spirit as basically God's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's 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 whatever God wants to do. I mean, He's a person, the Holy Spirit, but you know, He's part of the Trinity. But he's he's not going to do anything that's outside of God's you know plan or God's will, and and he always has the the mind of the Lord, you know, and uh, and we have that, yeah, you know, inside of us. But yeah, I don't know how we got off on to this, but we're, we started with people identifying you as a Christian or a child of God without even knowing you, walking up, or you know, the Bible talks about a man named Stephen, you know, yeah, in the Bible, the first martyr, right, right, and you know his face. Looked like they said in the book of Acts, he had a face of an angel. That mm. people were looking upon Stephen so full of the Holy Spirit that when they looked upon him, they saw the face of an angel. They didn't see Stephen, they saw a face of an angel. Whatever a face of an angel looks like, you know, I don't know. But Stephen had it because it's recorded in the pages of the Bible. Yeah. Which is amazing. I don't want to like sidetrack us too much here or even derail our whole June broadcast plan that we just discussed (laughs) that we just decided on the air but you said something that was interesting that you said Stephen had so much of the Holy Spirit that his face looked like an angel do you think people get different measures of the Holy Spirit like different amounts like do you think that people can have some somebody can have more or are they just more in tune with it because I've run into people like that too where I'm like man they they are just so like they have so much of the Spirit in them but I don't know if I'm like thinking about that correctly or if they're really just more in tune with what the Spirit or how the Spirit yeah, works. Yeah, I think, I think we all get the same measure okay. of the Holy Spirit. I don't think God says, I'm going to give you 80% yeah. and I'm going to give TJ 105 
Yeah, that'd be nice. So then when people look at TJ, they'll see the face of an angel. Right. No, I believe that there are things that we can do to to become full of the Holy Spirit. I believe that you can, as it says. Right, because everybody receives him. When right, they get everybody saved. receives him. But what you do with the Holy Spirit is basically dependent upon your wisdom, your knowledge, and, and things that we do. You know, because the Bible says in that same passage that I said that it says we're marked. It also says, uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Right. So you can allow, you know, the Holy Spirit to uh, live the life of Jesus Christ through you, or you can actually, you know, grieve him, you know what I mean, by doing certain things in certain certain ways. And we've all made mistakes. We've all sinned. And thank God for the for the blessing of confession, you know, and repentance. That's what, that's what, that's what another thing amazes me about God. Once you confess your sins to him, you know, and you repent, you say, I'm sorry about that, and you genuinely mean it, God forgives us. And the Bible says, remembers our sin no more. But there are there are things, you can live a lifestyle that is going to grieve the Holy Spirit. So obviously, you know, you're not going to become. And then the Bible says that, you know, like being thankful, it says in the book of Ephesians, and singing psalms and hymns. And, you know, there are certain things you can do, in other words, that could enhance, you know, for, for lack of a better word, the ability of the Holy Spirit to move and 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 groove basically through you. Like Stephen was probably so surrendered, you know what I mean? Right. To the Lord that the Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit. So I believe like, you know, you're not gonna become full of the Holy Spirit if you're walking around all day complaining. Yeah. Because it's opposite of the nature of God. You know, God's not a complainer. And if you look at Israel when they complained, it actually grieved God. And he would have conversations with Moses, you know, and God said, listen, I want to start all over. And Moses was like, well, have mercy, you know, let's have mercy on these folks and, and, and all that. But they did complain a lot. So I think like conversely on that, if you're thankful and you develop a thankful heart, that you're going to be full of the Holy Spirit, you know, because it's, it's, it's what the Holy Spirit is doing if you're giving if you're if you're compassionate if you're if you're denying yourself your natural thoughts your natural inklings then you're going to be more apt to be full of the holy spirit you know that's that's what i believe and that's what i believe scripture reveals i believe everybody has the same measure but then you know when you develop your christian walk you can become full of the holy spirit which is really good news tj because anybody that's listening to us right now if you know they want to go further in god they want to experience more of the Lord, there's always room for that. There's always room for improvement with the Lord. Yeah, and it's never too late to yeah. start. And you, you know? can never get you can never get to like as high as you're ever gonna go. That's right. You know? Yeah, you can always strive but never arrive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But you can, you know, I I I would say experience more of the Lord's uh blessing and the more of his presence and the more of the Holy Spirit, you know, if you work at it and you ask God questions, you know. That's one of my, by the way, that's one of my things. I don't know a whole lot, to be honest with you. I don't know, like, what certain words say in the Greek. I don't know what, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I probably me, could if I studied either. it more, huh? Yeah, I don't either. And right. Not even and, a little. And, and uh, you know, I wish I did. And, and uh, thankfully, me and you have a pastor a lead pastor who knows a lot of Greek. Who knows a lot and he's, and Hebrew and Hebrew and even uh, 
what do you call it? Scottish. <laughs> yeah, he knows Scottish. <laughs> he speaks that stuff so cool. <laughs> I love when he does it every time. But Matt Stokes knows those types of things, and he's awesome, and he, and, he, and he is a great teacher of the Word of God. And me and you said before this broadcast, he's actually one of the best that we personally know. Yeah, I mean, know? and we have, like, on this radio station, right? So if you're listening to us via podcast, um, we also are every Thursday at 4 on 92.7 The Voice here in Ocean City, which is Coastal Christian Ocean City's radio station. So I listen, it's pretty much always on in my car unless I'm listening to, like, music off from my phone. But I listen to a lot of speakers just when I'm, you know, running around, like Robbie Zacharias, right. uh Who's Charles, the, Stanley. Charles Stanley's on there. Like we have a lot of good yeah, speakers. They're all on our radio station. And I would put Matt Stokes like right up there. Like Me too. it's amazing the how God has gifted him yeah. to speak. It, I mean, and to, to not only to speak but to teach. I mean, Bible. I literally come to church uh like set to to enjoy what I'm gonna learn from his yeah. messages, right? So but I said all that to say I don't know uh everything there is to know. Right. You know, but I do know this. If you ask God questions about him, you know, about the Lord or about things that the Lord is involved with, if you ask God questions about the Holy Spirit, if I were to ask you this question, TJ, do you think that if you started praying about knowing more about the Holy Spirit, would God answer you? Absolutely. Right. So like, it's like a no brainer, right? I mean, did he give you that milkshake? Yeah. So. (laughs) But how many people are asking? Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you went and you, and you spent a month asking to God, Asking God in prayer, Lord, would you teach me how to pray with authority? Would you teach me how to pray? Do you think God will answer that? Absolutely. He's absolutely going to answer that. Yeah. But again, am I asking the Lord right now? You know what I mean? Those things I have in the past asked the Lord to teach me how to pray. And, uh, you know, I enjoy What I'm saying is I enjoy asking God questions because he's my father. If I were to go buy a car today, if me and you were to walk out of this radio station and go down to a car lot, and we we're going to look at a car, I would be praying under my breath. Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you think about this car? If I lifted up the hood I, you know, and all these things, I would say, Lord, is this the car you want me to buy? Is this thing going to last? Is the transmission going to fall out of it? Reveal it to me. Like That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about depending on God as a father. And I believe that you know, causes you to be full of the Holy Spirit too. You know, The more you depend on God, the more you're getting closer to God. You know, All these things add up to a totality. I don't think it's just one thing that you can probably pinpoint, you know. But the fact of the matter is, the Bible does say that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. It actually says two things about Stephen, that he was full of faith, and he was full of the Holy Spirit, and he had the face of an angel, so that when others looked at him, they were literally looking at a face of an angel. Man, that blows my mind. Yeah. You know, And, and when I first read it, I said, I want to be like that. Right. You know, and I'm so far from it. Yeah. But it's a good goal to have. Yeah. You know? It is a good goal to have. I mean, I know one person who would say I have the face of an angel, my mother. <laughs> that's but, awesome. <laughs> but, so that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I keep thinking, so did Stephen have the face of an angel before or did he get the face of an angel? Yeah, I would say he got it. He got it, yeah. By being full of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, like, could you imagine, like, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about somebody who was so full of the Holy Spirit that his countenance changed. Yeah, that's so incredible. You know? Wow. It's almost like as if the Holy Spirit had a face because you can't see him. Yeah. That it started to manifest in Stephen. 
because but, he was so full of the Holy Spirit. What is that even? What is? I mean, what is that? Yeah, but I mean, but when you think about it, that's like the same thing with how we started talking. This, you know, how we started the show off. Right. It's like you're so full of the Holy Spirit, or like just as a believer, you that you. It's like it almost comes out of you that you can yes. recognize it in other believers. And I've I've have I've yeah. been in other other places where I knew that person was. You know, I mean, I would have willing to bet that that person was a believer. And like you met my buddy Dan, who owns who owns Ohana. Oh yeah, that Dan, guy. Oh man, if I met him on the street, I would without would you know, a doubt. Would know. you know that he was a believer? Absolutely. Just yes. well for him too. Like he's just, smiling. So, he's sm- always smiling. Like he just seems like he's he's like one of those unmovable, unshakable like joy, no matter what. You right. know, like. And then on top of that, just how he talks too. Like, you don't meet too many people in the world that are like, yeah, man, we're just blessed. Like everything's good. Like he's it, just and the way that he, he carries himself and he talks and it's just like, it, and it's real. Yeah. And it's real. It's Normal not people like, don't talk like that. Yeah. It's not like cameras are rolling and he's doing it for a reason. He, this dude is full of the Holy spirit, full of joy, full of love, full of forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't met too many people like Dan McCanny. Uh, so praise the Lord. You know what I mean? That he's a great example for me to strive for. And that's what we need. We need examples in our lives. You know, think people we can look up to, look up to God, look up to Jesus, of course, first and foremost. But you also need other believers around you that you can say, hey, man, you know, I want to do what this guy's doing or, or this gal's doing. I want to pray or whatever. But we need those examples, and, and he happens to be one, you know. Yeah. So it's awesome. Hey, he's got a really cool story, too, is just that whole shop that we told. Like, it's Ridiculous. just, I mean, what a testimony. And, like, it's something testimony too. It's something that's so important. Like I believe like God gave us his word and then he gave us other people's testimonies, Yeah, you know? And like something that we started the show off with, like when we started back in November, we had a completely different name for this radio show. It was the worry less, pray more show right. based off of your book. And our goal back then of the show, which it still is part of the goal, but you know, we wanted to be able to encompass more topics but we were trying to get people to not worry about anything and pray about everything, right? right. Which you handed me this piece of paper when yeah. we started, which it's has cool, a pretty cool, cool story. story on it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to share it because, you know, we are always preaching, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. And if you're listening and is this your first time you stumbled across me and TJ, there is a book out there called Worry Less, Pray More. Our ministry gives it away for just fr- No, just free. for you, we'll give it to you for free. Just kidding. We give it away for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to everybody. Up there from it. Yeah, we give it away for free. 16,000 copies already. And we don't Amazing. know when the Lord's going to stop doing it. But the books, we mailed out books this week. It's uh, just a continual thing. And uh, it's cool. But the thing is, we're always preaching, pray about everything. Don't worry about it, you know anything. But we mean, when we say pray about everything, we mean everything because yeah. that's what it says in philippians 4 6 don't worry about anything but pray about everything that's where we get that from it's not something we came up with right it's something that's in the bible and yeah, then, we're not that smart no we're not that smart <laughs> <laughs> we would try to handle everything on our own right but uh so there's a story that me and tj want to share with you it's from a, a gal named heather jones who goes to coastal here who went to lancaster pa and you know in Lancaster, PA, there's this thing called Sight and Sound, which TJ, you just recently went. Yeah, they do. Oh man, they. I would. I highly recommend if you've never been to Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, it is one of the coolest experiences you'll ever have. Because I would put their shows up 
right next to any Broadway show that any I've Broadway. ever seen. Yeah. Just as far as production value goes and the acting ability that these people have, it's, it's so real. Unbelievable. But the coolest thing is they're all Bible stories. Yeah, every one of them. Every one of their their shows that they do, they're all Bible stories and they're like really really solid and they're spot on like it's i like mean being there yeah and they're not making up their own stories they are spot on to what you would read in the bible oh absolutely so it it is really cool and i yeah i highly recommend it and you got to get your tickets as you'll find out from you the gotta, story you got to get your tickets <laughs> they're sold out all the time they're always sold out well you out. went in march but you bought your tickets three I months bought my three tickets. months prior to that or yeah, 4 months early december i bought my ticket no so really yeah uh december january february yeah so 3 months we went beginning of march Okay, um, so you bought your tickets in December and yeah. went in March. Yeah, because what? we wanted to see Jonah was there previously, and I thought, oh, I'll get, we were going up around Christmas time. Right. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll check out tickets for Jonah. And it was beginning of December, and they were already sold out for the end of December for Jonah. It's and then incredible. they just released Jesus a few months ago, the Jesus show or the Jesus Which is still story, playing. We're, which is still playing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's incredible, in but I had to get my tickets really far in advance. Yeah, and so Heather... Jones, who, who shared the story with me, who I shared with you, is that she had been trying to get tickets. They couldn't get any. But her cousins and her aunt got their tickets. You know, They probably did the same thing you did, got them in advance. But Heather and her mom couldn't do that for whatever reason. You know, She tried, but she couldn't. So the, the day that her cousins and her aunt had their tickets for their date, they went up and they accompanied them. They went up with them having no tickets. So they went there into the, into the lobby. 30 minutes prior to the show and asked everywhere they could to try to buy tickets, still couldn't get any tickets. So Heather says that she prayed. She said, basically, you know, Lord, if it's your will for us to get in here and see this show, you know, in essence, make a way, you know, and uh, they went there, couldn't get any tickets. Seven minutes before the show, they went back to try it again. And somebody walked up to them, a lady walks up to them and gives them one ticket out of the blue. And uh, so they have one ticket, but they need two, right? So she says to her mom, you go in and you enjoy the show. And uh, Heather goes in, into the lobby and, and talks to a staff member and says, hey, is there anywhere that I can just sit here and drink coffee because my mom's in a show I, I'm going to wait for her out here? Just when she's doing that, another lady walks up and says, I have a ticket. She gives her a ticket. And she says, the lady said, this is a blessing like for her to give the ticket uh, to her. And so she goes in with this ticket. Now, that's two tickets in less than seven minutes prior to the show. Of course, they prayed about it. And me and you both know, because we're familiar with the place, how hard it is to get a ticket from to this place. Here's people walking around giving tickets. I know. Right? You got not, not just about one, the but favor two. of God. Not yeah. just one, but two. So then she gets a second ticket. And where is the seat? Right next to where her cousins and her aunt are sitting enjoying the show. So she gets in. It's in a crazy testimony, a crazy testimony about the power of prayer and and putting Philippians four six, you know, real right praying about everything. Because there are people, TJ, and you know, and I know that aren't sure if they're allowed to pray about things like that. If God would be offended if they prayed about a ticket to a show, or you know, if tick if prayer is just reserved for, you know certain religious types of things. Or the really, really important things. Right. Yeah. But no, but God wants us, Yeah, like you said, God wants us to pray about God everything. God wants us praying about everything. Yeah, if he's our father, he just wants us to talk to him. That's what it all boils out. down to. Yep. It boils down to a father-son or a father-daughter relationship. 
Heather happens to be a child of God, like we talked about in the beginning of the broadcast, who relied on God. Lamentations 3.25 says God is good to those who depend on him. Doesn't say God is good to the religious. Doesn't say God is good to the to the church attender. Doesn't say God is good to the perfect person. It says no. Lamentations 3.25, God is good to those who depend on him. She depended on God right in the middle of sight and sound where there was no way for her to get through that door and she got in with two tickets, random people, two separate situations, handed her tickets. I think that's an amazing story of answered prayer. Yeah, it is cool, man. And, I, you know, I got to share this story that I heard this weekend because it boils everything down to what uh, we're talking about into like a nutshell, which is really cool. Um, and somebody literally at, at our young adults group, somebody just told this story and they said, you know what it's like? You know what it's like how God loves us? It's like this. This is this is how God loves us. So there's this dad, and he has these two daughters, and the dad loves to cook, and he cooks dinner every night. And the daughters, every single night, they want to help him cook, and they're like four and five years old. And he's like, actually, like, so like they come in, and they help me cook, and they're really not helping. You know, if anything, they're kind of like, sometimes they kind of get in the way and stuff, but he's like, but they love to help me cook, and Mm. I love to spend time with them. Oh, man. Like, having them help me cook. That's so good. So it's like, does God... Like, God doesn't need us. No, he doesn't you know? need us. He doesn't need And sometimes no. we probably just get in the way, you know, of, of his plans and, like, because we have, you know, if we have free will and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But God loves regardless when we spend time with him and when we go to him with everything. So if we just love it, are available to God, that's what yeah, he loves. So, I, I have two daughters, and I got to tell you, I love when my daughters walk up to me and out of random, without my wife asking them or without me asking them, but they say, hey, Dad, you want to go do this? Yeah. Oh. You know? Or, or you know, if they say, Dad, I want to spend some time with you. You know, that's like, it doesn't happen that often, to be honest with you. And when it does, you're like, what? What did you just say? You want to spend time with me? And, you know, of course, we drop what we're doing. And, and that's what God does. Mm-hmm. When we want to spend time with him, he drops what he's doing. And he loves when we ask him, you know, things like to teach you know, teach them things or teach us things or, you know, you know, Lord, could you open this door for me or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's about knowing God as a father, you know, which is amazing. You could, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what the Christian life is all about. So yeah, it's amazing. But you know what? I think we're, we're just about out of time again, TJ. And we uh, did it again. (laughs) We did it again. We'll have to continue this conversation on another broadcast, but we just want to say to the, to you guys that are listening, one is we do have that book available for you, Worry Less, Pray More. You can contact us on our website, GodTaughtMe.com, or email us, info at GodTaughtMe.com, you know, with a prayer request or anything that we can help you out with. And we'd love to get that book into your hands. And uh, Yeah, and also, like, we send us your testimonies. Oh, yeah, just like Heather sent us yeah, hers. We love to hear this stuff because it's what we're, we're trying to learn ourselves, and it's what we want to get, you know, to get across to our listeners is— that pray about everything. It's not that hard. Like, just start. That's all it takes. And then when when God answers your prayers, because it's like Chris says, who's going to get more answers to prayer? The person that prays about one thing or the person that prays about everything? Right. Obviously, the person that prays. Yeah. yeah. Mathematically. So, man, send us your testimonies because it's so important it. for other people to hear it too. Yeah. So yeah, bring, absolutely. bring them in. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, send us your story and we'll share it on the radio. We'd be glad to actually. So uh, God bless you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Be blessed.